And um, bathroom is out this door to the left. Um, keep the mic about this far. You know, it's a fellowship. We come around. So keep it about this distance. And uh, anyone who wants to move up, if not, looking sharp. I like that suit right there, my man. All right. And that's pretty much it. Take it away, Jesse. Morning. All right, where you are. Okay. Good. All right, going to black now. Ten second. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with us. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line, and Nick or somebody will let me know your questions and comments. All right, the anchor baby. Um, thank you all for being here. Amazing. I um, any questions before I get rolling? Anybody had a life this week? You had a life? Oh, good. Right there first and then here. I have, I wrote something down because I'm not going to remember it. Okay. But uh, um, work is insane now. Um, Meaning it's worse? No, it's good. I'm, it's not, I'm not reacting like you said I shouldn't react. Uh-huh. Right. Um, here, I'll just put the four points and then I'll talk about it. My new manager quit after nine days. So Mark quit after nine days. Oh, man, that's bad for you. Yeah. And then he's and then the thing. And the second thing that surprised me is he quit by email with same day notice. Like he I think he emailed my general manager on a Thursday morning saying, heads up, I'm not going to be there at 12 noon. Whoa. And then he didn't um, give a two weeks notice. No, same day notice. He was only there nine days. Wow, that's new. Yeah, and then... Uh, Normally people give a two-week notice. Yeah, and the, the fact that he quit by email was kind of shocking to me. Yeah. Um, what and a then, coward. What's that? What a coward. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah I guess that's not... I was kind of surprised. And then uh, I was trying to figure out why he quit, right? And nobody could give me a straight answer, all this gossip and stuff. And I was just like, I'm trying to figure out why would a guy quit? And then I was thinking, okay... <laughs> I was thinking my old manager made $26 an hour, and I goes, over a year, that's 54000 And I'm like, okay, but why did he quit? Okay, I guess, I guess, I guess 54000 is not enough for a single guy in Los Angeles. So I was looking at it, and I'm going, okay, he's a 60-year-old man working six days per week. Maybe that's it. If he was working five days a week, I think he'd be okay. 
And then... So you came up with that on your own? Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out because I'm puzzled. But, I'm, how do you, but you still don't know. No, I, I mean, like... Do you think you have the answer now? You made that up? No, I'm trying to just, uh, I guess I'm trying to justify why he left. It just like, it, it just like, it so uh, it's important? like a mystery. Well, like, why is it so important to you? It, why is it important? Because I just can't comprehend a 60-year-old man, a 62-year-old man quitting a $54,000 a year job. But why do you need to comprehend it? Because it's a puzzle and it's a mystery, like unsolved mysteries. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, <laughs> right? But it, it has is. nothing to do with you. Why is it so important to you? It has nothing to do with you whatsoever. Well, it's in my circle. But not in you. It didn't happen to me, but it, it's in my circle. And I just well, why like. Why do you need to know, though? Why is it so important? Because it's so bizarre. But why? I just. It's a strange. I mean, like when you, something super strange happens. But in your circle, you're, you have questions. That's not that strange. People quit jobs all the time. Not after nine days. Yes, and, they do. Well, I guess so. I, I'm Especially not, now that the, welfare, the government is giving them free money. Anyway, so... You so you don't have the answer. You just assume what it, it was, and now you're satisfied with assumption. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, but I, I had to... <laughs> I had to, It's unsolved mystery, and it drove me bananas. Wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> but listen, why it shouldn't bother you at all? It's so strange, though. I just when something strange you, happens, you're just circling. But that's not strange. What to me strange it is. Strange would be if an if a illegal uh, flying saucer come in the room right now. Mm. Well, we have a different definition of strange. But wouldn't that be strange? <laughs> yeah, but I have a different definition of strange. <laughs> What? Uh, All right, so I was like... But you're making the unimportant things be too important to you. Well, I, I just... It's just weird. I just... I mean, obviously, we're going to hire a new manager, and I'm hoping it's a man instead of a woman. And that's what you're afraid of. Yeah, I guess so. that's what I'm afraid of, that right. it's going to be, you know, like... Uh, I mean, like... I was surprised how chill he was, and I was like, okay, is this what a male manager looks like? I had no idea. That's the first time you had a male manager? Yeah, I've always had female managers. Oh, no. I've always had female managers. Right, you know, and, and I was like, you know, I mean, she, the last one was great, but, you know, it's like she bought into the office politics, and I was like, wow. I mean, she does play office politics, even though she's a great manager. And I'm going, maybe this manager will be great, see, and no look, office politics. Long story short, we got to move on. Yeah, okay. You, you're making the wrong thing too important to you. You need to look at you and not those things. Because you should be comfortable wherever you are, no matter what happening out there. And, and so your focus is outward and not inward. Because oh. whether you have a female boss or a male boss, it shouldn't matter to you. But as long as you're looking on the outside, you're just going to get worse. Well, what do you think about that? You're right about that. So why don't you put the focus in the right place? Yes, I, I'm. I, I just, I, I'm becoming more chill since last week. Since why don't you put the focus in the right place? You're right. I mean, that was a question. Okay. <laughs> uh, why don't you put the focus in the right place? You mean myself? Yes. Okay. Uh, 
Yes. Uh, but that was the question. Um, I can change my action and reactions to my surroundings. Well, why don't you put the focus in the right place? Which is by how I react and how I act. By watching you only. What's that? By keeping an eye on yourself. Oh, keeping an eye on myself. How you react? Yeah, you're right. How you're reacting to the world around you. Yeah. Because the problem is not out there. It's with you. Well, your mouth can be the biggest enemy. That's for sure. So did your mouth get you in trouble or something? I've learned that at work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got to keep my mouth shut sometimes, you right. know, because like, I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, pretty freewheeling guy, you know, and I got strong opinions, you know. And so it's like, oh, my goodness. I, I got to just shut my mouth because, right. and like, you know, like, I mean, I've been told I swear underneath my breath at work. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, I, you know. So why don't you keep your eye on yourself? Okay. Yeah, I got to. If you worked on you as hard as you are trying to figure others out, you'll be free. Yeah. yeah I know. I just, I just, mysteries drive me crazy. Sorry. And that's not a mystery. To me, it mysteries is. Mysteries unfold from within. Yeah. Mysteries do not unfold outside. Okay. What do you think about that? Goodness, I'm trying to digest that. Um, I think I'm a loss for words right there. Oh, okay. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. But uh, we it, shall see. Yeah, keep your eyes on you. Don't worry about anybody else. Oh, speaking of that, um, my son, unbelievable. He quit his busboy job. Oh, my gosh. Uh, on a Saturday night, he but he he did it normally. He gave two weeks' notice, nice. right? You know, it's like okay, he gave two weeks' notice, and it goes, and I was kind of, you know, trying to figure out why, you know. And then he goes, Dad, can I give <laughs> there, you the reasons? There you go, trying to figure out somebody else's problem. No, because it involves my son. How old is he? Nineteen. And why you why why does that bother you? He's nineteen. Yeah, but I, I want your son is always going to be your son, whether he's nineteen, forty, fifty years old. No, he's not. Uh, no, he's not, Mama. Okay, no, I mean he's a grown individual man now, so he need to find his own way. Yeah, but I, I I'm not going to let my own son drown. Why not? Uh, because that's not what good dads do. How do you know? Uh, there's piece of crap dads and there's good dads. Would God I choose to be you, a good dad. Would God let you drown? If no, only Satan will let you drown. Would God let you drown? There's a lot of people that do drown uh, psychologically, would God physically. Let you, would God let you drown? Oh, only no. If if you believe that God provides, in no. fact, wait, my, that's wait, wait. actually that's what my son said. He, God he, will let you drown. No, I look at all the homeless people and the uh, drug addicts and everything roaming the street. That's true. What is he doing about that? It's because they don't have God in their life. What is he doing about it though? He's letting them drown. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> what a mess! Is he letting them drown? Okay, yeah, the homeless situation in L.A. is bad. And 
if right. your wife get up and beat you every morning, God just let her beat you, right? Because you have to take charge of your own destiny. If your wife beat you every morning, God just let her beat you. No, you, you let yourself have. So then let your son work his life out. Yeah, but he's, work-wise, he's getting more sophisticated, so I'm happy about that. But let him work his life out. He's 19. Most guys leave home at 18. Well, not most anymore, but some guys leave home at 18 and figure out life. Oh, he's already left home, but, you know, but he's 19. Don't worry about him, mama. Uh, I don't say it's mama. It's fatherly guidance. That's not fatherly guidance. You're trying to figure out this about him. Once you have kids, you, you, you just got to make sure that they don't drown. You can't make sure of that. Well, you can't make sure, but if you make a kid streetwise, then you're golden. At 19, and, and have high situational at, no, awareness. At 19, you're too late to make him streetwise. He's, you should do that while you're growing up. Yeah, but this is his second job. And? I mean, this I had so many jobs when I started out. Yeah, I worked oh. for a supermarket, Sears, uh, an auto company down in Cover City, different hospitals. I had so many jobs. And? But you had a rough life, you said, when you, when you were eight, in your 20s and 30s. Thank God. You thank God for a rough life in your 20s and 30s? Absolutely. Why? Because it made me who I am today. I learned from it. I had no one to protect me. I learned from it. So when life pooped on you, you're okay? Yes. <laughs> I'm not okay with that. What? <laughs> and why not? I prefer to avoid the potholes and the poop. Why? Because life is tough enough as it is, right? You know, you don't need to have the extra burden by being naive and, and in stupid. All honesty, life in itself is not tough. What do you mean by that? I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. <laughs> this young lady want to respond to something you said. Um, I think that you should set yourself a challenge for like a couple of days or like a week um, for the first thing that you was talking about as regards to why your manager quit and I've found that this can be helpful so like for something completely different um, every time like you're thinking about um, talking about your manager or in your mind trying to work out why he quit that once you recognize that you're thinking about it again or actively trying to work it out that you should catch yourself and completely change like what you're doing. So it becomes like an active process in your brain that, okay, I'm recognizing that I'm doing this again, I'm going down that path again, stopping and doing something different so that you kind of can practically fix it, if that makes sense. That's amazing advice. I found it works for me in other areas. So. Yes. Yeah. Amazing advice. And I think as well, the last thing on your kids or your older son, um, 
I think letting them go through life, um, especially if they're like this age, like young, young, obviously there's got to be certain boundaries on the right. mistakes that they can make, but like let them mess up, let them, let them learn, let them figure it out rather than babying them too much because it's not helpful for them when they're older. Absolutely. They'll be like useless adults. What do you think about that? I don't want my son to be a useless dog, that's for sure. Uh, you say a useless adult. Oh, adult. I thought she said dogs. No, <laughs> okay. no she's so, from Europe, and so you need to listen. Okay, sorry, I misheard. Yes. Misheard. I apologize. If uh, you love your son, you will let him go. If you hate your son, you will intrude on him. I don't intrude on him. I, I, he comes to ask me for advice. Then when he asks, give it to him. I do. Yeah. I do. I do. I was kind of surprised. He's like, when he quit his busboy job, he's like, oh, thank God. And then I asked him, like, did you make the three months? I goes, yeah, Dad, I made at least three months. Okay, good. You can put on the resume. But never put a job one or two months on the resume. And I goes, <laughs> okay. And then I goes... Nowadays, I, though, you can work a week and get another job somewhere because they are desperate for employees. Yeah, yeah. He <clears> says, Dad, I, at least I quit, you know, before, you know, October. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get some job work, uh, you know, Christmas season. I goes, get, I goes, just be a busboy at a steakhouse. You're going to make bank, right? You know, and he goes, Dad, I'm only working like five days a week, 20 hours. I'm going, this is the last time I'm working at a brewery. Well, a brewery house. Well, listen. What? <laughs> I got to move on. But yeah, okay, let go, okay. Let go, man. No. But he does ask me a lot for advice. He calls yeah, if he asks you, give him sound advice and then let it go. Yeah, okay. Right here. Amazing. And stop trying to figure out why your boss left. It's not your, yeah, it's not your business. It's not going to do anything for you to know. It's, all, it's just going to please your ego and you'll look for somebody else's business to get into. Yes, sir. Hey, good morning, Jesse. Good morning. Um, I want to preface this first by saying uh, it could be, I recognize it could be me that's evil or um, just have a lot of anger inside. But You do? Um, quite possibly. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, I, want, I want to know your thoughts on, like, friends, family, just associates, they constantly try to contact you, kind of infringe upon your life. And um, I feel like I, I avoid people a lot because I kind of know what, what kind of person they are. Yeah. So I feel like I'm doing it so much, though. Like, I feel like people invite me places. I get phone calls. I ignore them. And I don't know. It, it kind of feels a little weird sometimes. In, in what way does it feel weird? I don't know if I feel like I'm being a coward in a way, like I'm avoiding too much. But I feel like I don't want to be around that type of energy. Right. So, but that's that's how it feels. Well, if you if you can see that you don't want to be around it, you're blessed to be able to see it, whether it's family members, friends, coworkers, or whatever, because a lot of people don't see what they're getting into. And so don't let the devil feed you the wrong idea. If you don't want to be around that energy, you should not be around it. Uh, but if you're running from it out of fear, then you need to face it. But if you don't want to be around it, that's what happens when you wake up. 
you're not as interested in things that you used to be interested in, going to different parties, hanging out. You can do without it. You can take it or leave it. So that might be happening as well. Don't let, don't let the devil make you doubt yourself, no matter who it is. Are you doing the silent prayer? No. You're not? Why not? No. Laziness. Uh, lazy. You're being lazy. So you told God that you're too, he said, like, pray without ceasing. And you say, I'm not going to do it because I'm too lazy? Uh, uh, it appears to be so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I, I never stay consistent with it. I'll do it for a few days, a few weeks, and then I'll follow. You're not tired of suffering yet? I guess I'm not. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I yeah. haven't reached that point, but. Yeah, well, just don't do it until you're tired of suffering. <laughs> right on. <laughs> All right. right on. But yeah, don't don't let Satan make you second guess yourself about being around people. Matter of fact, the more you wake up, the less you want to be around people. To be honest with you, because now you don't need that ego fulfillment anymore. It comes from within. Thank Amazing. you. You're welcome, man. Any other questions? You have a question? Actually, no. Uh, oh, okay. Um. I want to get to the uh, biblical question. Who thought about, you thought about the biblical question, right? Yes. Okay. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> well, deep thought. <laughs> um, are you a success? Am I a su success? Yeah. Um, so what I came up with, with was uh, I'm not because if I was, I would bring other people around me. I would, like, lift other people around me also, and I'm letting down America because I'm just watching things happen and not doing anything about it. Like how? What do you mean by that? Well, with the government, I see that something's wrong, and I'm not doing anything to uh, change it. So You're not getting involved in no, any way? No, no. Uh, and why not? Well, for me right now, I have to focus on myself I, I see it as like steps and the first step is uh, to work on myself that's right yeah. so you're not letting the government down by doing that working on yourself right and what do you mean by you don't let uh, is, that, is that Mike picking up the noise yeah y'all having too much fun over there How about that? It's okay. Okay. What do you mean by you don't let people around you? Well, you're not bringing people around you. I'm not uplifting other people. Um, what? All that, did you hear all that extra noise? I think a successful person wouldn't be like competing with anyone else, and they would try to help other people. And so, you, and and when you say you're not lifting up people, what do you mean? Hmm. Lifting, um, maybe like giving to the homeless or... Giving to the homeless? Well, that's the first like, thought I had. Or when someone... Give what to the homeless? I don't know. <laughs> Advice? <laughs> Do they ask Give them you? Jesus? So what? Give them Jesus. <laughs> Do, they ask, Do the homeless ask you for advice? No, they don't. Oh. No. They don't want advice. They don't. <laughs> they, don't. <laughs> they want free stuff. 
Oh, I thought it was because I didn't have a halo over my head. Uh -uh. They want freestyle. Okay. I do see myself uh, speaking up when I have to. Like, not forcing myself, but speaking up. Uh, I don't know. I think success is also has to do with love. And I saw myself that I, seen my, I, I saw that I don't have any love. You don't? No. Uh, if I had love, I would, I would, well, I guess this is a thought. I would care about people and take care of them a certain way, right? What do you mean by that? What do I mean by that? Well, for example, um, like, not recently. Well, I guess it's, I go to sleep at, at the time when my uh, parents, because I still live at home. I, w I, w I go to sleep when... You still live with them? Yes, I do. Oh. How old are you? That's a. Uh, I'm 29. Wow. I know. I have. Can he step. come live with you? No. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to live with that guy. <laughs> but you turn your son into a beta. My son's pretty strong. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Why are you still living at home? Uh, you can't help the homeless. You can't even help yourself. No, that's. Well. Oh, you won't I can't. Okay, well, I don't have, I'm not good with money. So I've been uh, working on that and I've been saving. Well, you're never going to get good with money living at home. Well, I need a second job. That's what I need. I had a second job briefly, but uh, it was like too hard for me. I was trying to balance too many things, not focusing on. But if you can't manage your money with one job, what makes you think you're going to manage it with two? You just have more money to waste. That's true. Because if you can't be good with little, you're not going to be good with much. Well, I'm working on the little, definitely. I'm, I'm Why are you still home, man, at that I age? I don't know. What is that like? Know. Well, I know what it's like. What is it like? Well, it feels like I have no love. <laughs> you have no love? No. What do you mean by that? Well, I was going to say, I go to sleep at the time my mom wakes up. And one time, because uh, <laughs> she goes to work, right? I work for her. I work for their company. Wow, you live with them and work with them. True. Yeah. Amazing. And I, and I felt like if I loved her, I would make her breakfast, you know. What? <laughs> <laughs> no? No. No. Will you get, yeah, you're not a success, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's crazy how, like, the, the depth of, of thoughts are. I know, absolutely, man. Because you're there was really this, right about that. There was this one time where I started feeling bad, and I've learned to use uh, substances, like a cigarette, to smoke and make myself feel better. Yeah. And I saw that, and I'm like, I'm not going to believe you. I'm not going to smoke it because I feel bad. And then the next second is like, okay, smoke it because you want to then. Yeah. And that got me. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. So, um, what do you think would happen to you if you moved out on your own? I would learn Maybe a bunch of... Maybe just work for them and not live with them. I would learn a bunch of stuff. I, would, I know I would grow. So why don't you go and grow then? Well, also, um, when you say let one thing go in one ear and out the other, I kind of, I think I held on to uh, just the phrase being still and thinking that God would provide, you know, and, uh, but I realized that it's, he only does so much, like the rest is on me. 
and I have to work for myself too. Yeah, you have to work. Yeah. All right. So, what would happen to you if you moved out on your own? I would learn a bunch of lessons. I would grow. So, what, is that important to you? It, it is important to me. So, why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? I'm not good at like studying or looking things up or researching. I'm not good at. I don't like doing that stuff. What? <laughs> I like things being handed to me. I guess. Yeah. I gotten used to that. Yeah. And you're so. going to get old, stuck at home. Right. Then you're going to be depressed, and then you're going to blame your parents. Uh-oh. Then you're going to be feel like life is over, too late to move. It's just going to go from down, down, down. Right. I I forgive. It's not going to get better living at home. I've forgiven them, so I don't think. I could see myself uh, staying home growing. and growing, getting, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're not growing in a yeah. comfort zone. You need challenges in life. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So now you're too lazy to look for an apartment. I think that's, yeah, that's what it is. Well, tell your mama to help you find one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You said, Mama, go get me an apartment while I'm making you some breakfast. <laughs> you think that'll work? No, I'm saying. <laughs> but anyway, you got to get up and do it, man. No, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. You're 28 years old. 29. Well, that's even worse. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. All right. All right. Are you a success? Yes, sir. Oh, here we got the got so the mic. I, yes, sir. Uh, I'd like to think I'm a success. Yes, sir. And why would you like to think that? Uh, honestly, because I got baptized. You got baptized? Yes, sir. Giving my life to Christ. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, that's the way I look at it. Uh, you know, before coming to the Lord, I mean, I was just so lost. I was just in so much darkness. You know, and ever since getting baptized and reading the Bible and just strengthening my relationship with Christ, I mean. And that's why you say you're a success? Right. I mean, oh, okay. every, every decision that I make now is really motivated to serve the Lord. Um, and uh, do you have anger? Not really, no. I do you have anger? No. You have no anger? No. You never get angry? Not really. I mean, certainly never what it was like before. So do you, you know, ever get angry? No. Not at all? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> when you say not like it was before, what do you mean? I think uh, the neediness you have for, say, somebody to understand you or the sort of immature uh, immaturity you have towards emotions when you're just lost is nothing like it is now. I mean, to, to truly even start to feel angry you know, where I'm at in, in life. It doesn't even feel like anger. That's why I'm saying not really. It's it's really just, okay, well, who am I to, you know, tell God my plans or to even be angry by somebody who doesn't even know the Lord. You know what I mean? Or to let temporary circumstances dictate, you did know, you, how I'm going to feel. Did you go and forgive your parents? Yes, sir. You went to them? Uh, yes, sir. And how did they respond to that? Uh, they were there when I got baptized. I mean, they... Uh, unfortunately, I lost my brother and sister to medical diseases, and it's just me now. Nice. Uh, so they're really appreciative of me wanting to connect with them. Uh, and so you told them you were sorry for, for being angry at them? 
Uh, if anything, I you know told them that hey, I understand that what you gave me growing up wasn't complete, and thus only knowing what I'm knowing for me to steal from them, you know, hit walls and do all these things. Uh, I understand it was a two-way street. And so it was me forgiving them. It was me saying sorry to them. It was just like, hey, how do we move forward from here, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so you, so you told them you were sorry for resenting them? I don't know. If, I don't think it was worded that way, but yes, sir. Oh, good. Yes, sir. And what did that do for you when you did that? I'm trying to remember. I mean, it really allowed me to move forward with them. I mean, they're divorced. Uh, but my sister, before she passed away, she left behind a uh, seven-year-old child, my nephew. And so whether my mom and dad like it or not, you know, we're all going to be together. You know, we all live in the same state. We're all here. We're all supporting. We're all providing. And allowing that love and allowing that forgiveness and allowing that uh, to just take place allowed us to pave the way for a new relationship. And for me to look at that, it's definitely interesting. It's, it's kind of weird to sort of be friends with my mother and father versus when you're growing up, you're looking at right. them as, you know, superhero or dad, you know, I don't know how to explain it. But, right. I understand. You know. Absolutely. Sure. Nice. Do you young lady want to respond to the biblical question right next to you? Are you a success? No. You're not? No. And why do you say no? Um, a success to me is somebody that is not looking for, um, I mean, because I'm, I'm just not, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm doing the silent prayer. I'm hearing the signs. I'm going through it is basically. So until I go completely through it, I honestly believe that I can't say I'm a success. I used to think I was, but that was all just a facade. I and, wasn't. And when you thought that you were, what was it about you that thought you were a success at the time? You know, the, the house, the picket fence, oh, the yeah. two kids, the dog, the cat, and, you know, two right. cars in the garage, that old Garfield song. But it's, yeah, no, that <laughs> oh, wasn't <okay>. it. <laughs> and when you <laughs> say you're going through it, what is it that you, what do you mean by well, that? Well, I'm, I'm, um, I have all the, uh, like, the signs to find answers and then until I started doing the silent prayer I just um didn't know what direction to take but I've had like little snippets of signs when doing the silent prayer and then I lose it for whatever reason and so I just continue to do it it's um I'm finding that it's um you know very very uh not only not emotional um it just takes me on a roller coaster ride it really does. Um, I mean, not with emotions or anything. I mean, just in my head. It's just, uh, I see little things and then I just, they're gone. It's like an advertising for a good movie and you want to see it, but yet that advertisement's gone. You can't find it kind of thing. And so, so are you doing the prayer every morning and night? You stay with the prayer? I'm doing it at night. I don't, I, I find in the morning, I'm just, I can't turn off my thoughts about work or whatever. You can't turn them off? Yeah, I'm just... And that prevent you from being still? It does. It does prevent me. Even if I turn the phone off, even if I, um, <coughs> you know, it just, I'm constantly wondering, okay, am I on 
is my timing good? I mean, am I, is, what time is it? Am I going to be trying to beat the clock? Because I don't like rushing on the freeway. I just won't do it. Um, and so who is causing you to think that way? Well, I, I run a side business, and so I have a lot of contractors calling me at 6 and 7 a.m. I know, but who is causing you to think you don't have time to do the prayer? Well, the devil's telling me that I don't. <laughs> so why don't you do it knowing that the devil's telling you that? Because I'd have to wake up earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God honest truth, yes, that would be it. Yeah. Um, uh, that would so be it. So it's not important enough to you to wake it up is. It early. is very important, but yes, it is. No buts. It is very important. I've got to start doing that. Because during the days where you have your most challenges... Yes. You're dealing with people. But I'm finding that those challenges I'm handling differently. Yes. Completely different. I was off work for uh, nine months because I had two operations. And I went back to work and I told everyone, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to argue with customers. I'm not going to try to – customers that are angry, I'm going to handle different. And I want you all to know that uh, my demeanor is going to come across to you differently. And this is, you know, and I just basically told them that I'm not going to have that, that anger in my life. It's not going to happen. I'm right not going to make it allow me to be sick and all that. And so, so just f- imagine what it would be for you if you were to put the kingdom first. Seek the kingdom the first thing in the morning. God said, get up early and seek me. Right. Just imagine it's working for you now. How better, how much better it would get yep, you're prob- if you're you were to right. be still in the morning so you could have a clear mind. During the day. You're right. So I, I re- will do that. I recommend you put that first. Okay. Because you're on your way. You're definitely on your way. It's Long amazing. process, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Long process. It is long, but don't think of it as that way. Yeah. Don't, don't put a time limit on right, it at all. Right. Just be willing to go through it, no matter how long it takes. Tough. It's tough. It okay. is definitely, it's and, been and what's a tough, tough about it? Um, it's just really tough. I don't know. I guess I beat myself up. I think too much. I turn my thoughts off when I'm si- when I'm still, but then it seems like during the day, I'll find myself going back to my old ways, and I ca- I catch myself. Whereas before, I wouldn't. I would almost thrive on that. But now it's the days are are longer. Definitely longer. I guess because there's no havoc, and I tell myself cons- consistently. Every problem starts and, be, and ends with me, and you yeah, know. Um, so, in knowing yeah. that and hearing you, it, it really helps. It helps me a lot. Nice. Well, I, I recommend you do it in the morning, and then during the day, get caught up in imagination. Relax for a minute, let it mm-hmm. pass. Okay. All right? Sounds good. Amazing. Do you <laughs> still you feel that you're too old to be doing this? No. Oh, you don't. I don't put old. age on it now. Nice. <laughs> Isn't that much better? Huh? Isn't that better for yes, you? Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. Okay. Much better. Nice. I think about you sometimes because you, it's rare that I meet people who is on it the way you are. Oh. Yeah, it, it grabbed me. But so stay with the <laughs> prayer. It grabbed you. That's right. Right, because of my stay. son, always constantly just telling me, telling me. And now he used to tell him he was crazy. I used to say, I don't want to hear your, I don't want to hear this right now i don't have time for this right now yeah. um literally just like shove, let's talk about something else and and he's like well no <laughs> and then it was just after hearing it for so many times it was like okay well, let me talk to you and so you know it wasn't until i came here until it put it all those pieces in perspective yeah. and i i heard him 
I heard him. We had our meeting this past for the ladies this mm-hmm. past Thursday, and it was amazing because I know it's hard for women to to be still and to overcome that emotions and those thoughts, right? Yeah. Really, because Satan is their daddy. It's hard for them, but after that meeting, I'm like, wow, it's possible. But yeah. you got to do what you're doing. I am honestly it, believe it, it is definitely possible yeah, because ladies, I don't, I don't have those emotions the anymore. The ladies are waking up. I do not. In fact, I told my girlfriend the other day who was falling like a baby. I said, "Are you done?" You know, just That's kind right. of like, uh, you know, and That's right. and it was kind of cold-hearted. It felt cold. It's not cold-hearted, but That's what she love appreciated is. it. She yes. really did. She goes, you're the only one that gives me a message that slaps me out of things. Nice. So it made me kind of like, okay. So That's good. Well, stay yeah. with it. Stay with it. I will. I All will. Right? Thank you. Nice. Um, right here. Are you a success? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? No. And why don't you know? Uh and that's good that you don't make up something if you don't know, but why don't you know? Yeah, I don't know if I'm as, if I, so, uh, I don't know, I think everybody has their own definition of what a success is, a quote-unquote success. There's a dictionary definition, then there's a societal definition, and then there's your own definition. So there's way too many successes out there, so I don't know if I'm a success, I'm just doing what is presented in front of me. Something happens, and I do it, and I try to do my best at that task, right. and then I move forward. I don't. I don't know what a success is. I mean, if we look at it financially, you know, millions of dollars, whatever. That's a I quote unquote success, but that's just of this world. Like we don't know if that person's miserable or their thoughts, whatever. So they may not think they're successful. Have you always? When did you know you were not? You didn't know if you were a success or not. Uh, it wasn't until I started um, associating with different types of people, people who, you know, just my line of work, people who actually earn, you know, six figures plus and, you know, they're up there, business owners and all that. And I got to know them on a personal level and, um, and they're just like me. Like they have the same problems with their wife, same problems with their kids. Most of the time their kids are on all these drugs for ADHD. They don't even spend time with their kids. So on the surface, they may look successful, but when you get down and you start peeling the onions, there's, they have more problems than you do. Oh, okay. So then I started realizing, well, that my definition of success changed. So Amazing. I just try to do my best every single day. Nice. Behind you, want to respond. Are you a success? And, you know, when I first heard uh, this question, well, the first thing I said to myself was, somebody need to tell you how to say success. Because you say success, and I love it, by the way. Uh, say what now? <laughs> what do you say? What do you say now? I love the way you say success. Oh, thank it. you. Success. So, success. <laughs> so I was thinking about... Is that about, the right way to say it? It, it? It's the Jesse way, and I love it. What's the normal, the white way? Success. Success. <laughs> success. Success. Oh, okay. You, you stress that S. Nice. Nice. So I was thinking about this question, and um, like a lot of your questions, on the surface it sounds really simple to answer. Right. But the more you think about it, the more you go, wow, I never thought about that like that. Because just like this gentleman in front of me said, success is defined differently by each individual. And so it gives you an indication based on how they answer that what they think success is. Right. So 
for me, success used to be simply taking care of your family and earning enough money, being a positive influence in the world around you, right? But when you think about it a little bit more, there's a lot of people that seems to have that, but they don't have any inner peace. They don't have a relationship with the Father, and they don't have those connections with, uh, they might not even be connected in reality. They might be deluded in their thinking. So for me, the way I'm seeing success now is purely based on my relationship with the Father, because I know that that's going to ground me in reality, and it's going to give me a, a, a true vision of what we were designed to be. We're almost like arrows in his quiver, and when he pulls back and shoots, the target that it lands on is what we are to become. And if we become what he wants us to become, then that's success. So are you a success? Yes, long you, story short. You yes. are? Yes. Okay. Amazing. Uh, Raymond, want to respond to that? I'll let you respond. Interesting, man. These questions are put there to make you hopefully think for yourself. So know thyself, right? You yeah. say it. Uh, are you a success? No, I am not. And why do you say no? If I was a success, I would not be afraid to see myself as a failure to start with. Oh, okay. And what is a failure? To me, a failure is a, is a person of weak moral character. Oh, and that's what you are? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yes, sir. Jesse, I, I, I agree with... Uh, are you a success? Yes. You are? Yes, I am. And what does that mean to you? Um, I know myself. Um, I'm, a, I'm aware of myself, and um, I'm aware that of my relationship with, with God. And um, I don't know. I don't... I don't I think I'm completely rid of anger, but I've uh, I recognize it. And as someone said earlier, or someone said earlier, that I um, I do I do recognize it, and it's getting better. But I don't think I'm completely rid of anger. But oh, okay. I think just knowing that is a uh, success, because most people don't even know that. Okay, amazing. The young lady behind you want to respond, and then uh, Hassan. Uh, am I a success? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess on the surface I would say yes, but then if, like he said, if you begin to peel down the layers of Who's the onion, that? well, my husband, uh, he had you a name. really, Randy, oh, Randy. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know, but I want to say yes because I, regardless of whatever we go through, I feel like I have peace and I'm able to you know, catch the anger that tries to, to, to rise in me, not only within my family, but within like others. Like, you know, if I'm, or I come across somebody out in the street and they look at me sideways, I'm just like, okay, whatever, you know? Sometimes, I mean, before I would have reacted and be like, what? Like, you know, gone crazy on them. But, Are you a hard wife to deal with? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I am. Oh, okay. I think I'm, uh, where? Right behind you. Yeah, behind you. Oh, I think so. 
On the chair? No, it's right. I see it yet. Oh. He's had, he's, he's fellowshipping with us. He is. <laughs> All are welcome. <laughs> okay. Thank, thank you, Bernie. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I, don't th- I don't think I'm a, a crazy wife. You don't? No, I mean, I was. I think I'm pretty sure I was at one point. I oh, mean, okay. I, I know I was. Nice. But I think I've gotten better. Nice. Yeah, I think I've and gotten so better. And so, long story short, are you a success? Yeah. You are? Yeah. And that means what to you? Peace. Just knowing that I can find peace and not letting the anger take over. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Thank you. And the reason I want to hear from you because it's a fellowship. I don't want you to show up every Sunday just to be taught. All right? Because you got to live with you. Okay. You had your hand, right? Yeah. Are you a success? Yes. And why do you say yes? Because I don't identify with anything anymore except God. Oh, yeah? And how do you know that? Um, oh, wait. Can I change that? <laughs> This is a guessing game, right? Uh, no. You want to take door number two now? Yeah. Okay. Because I love God with all my heart, soul, and might, and love my neighbor as myself. And how do you know that? Because I don't judge anyone or myself anymore. Oh, okay. Amazing. All right. Did you have your hand? Yes, sir. Are you a success? Uh, yeah. And why do you say yes? Um, I actually, I did think about the question a bit. I, I say yes because, um, I woke up this morning. I, I did my prayer. I, you know, stood barefoot in my yard and got dressed and came to church. I'm going to go through my, you know, my right now and through the, you know, whatever the rest of the day has for me. But I would say I'm a success just because I woke up with a smile on my face. I did my prayer and like I've set out into the world. And that's why you say you're a success? Yeah, because anything else I don't think really will, um, for me at least, be sufficient. Because, I, I, you know, they say success is in the eye of the beholder, right? I, I don't get to decide what, like, success is for me. So I'm just going to take the moment I'm given. God gives me an extra, a new morning every morning. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to embrace it and go through the day. Okay. And that'll be that. All right. Yes. Uh, and then I come to you. Are you a success? I don't know. Um, you know, I was kind of raised with that idea of success. I bought the book, Dress for Success. I uh, went to seminars, How to you Be Successful. I was broke. <laughs> I dressed like a bum and uh, trying to be all these things. And it, it, it never completed me inside. I was never satisfied or happy. Then when I made the money... You know, there was another goal. Now I got to make more money. Or when I got the car, now I got to get a better car. So it was like a trap for me. And so I had to just finally repent and give up of those things because all the things that were my experience. No, I wasn't a success. No, I wasn't. Are you a success? That too. I guess, I guess, just kind of think about it now. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, success, I'm successful now, not trying to be successful, not trying to chase the world's things and trying to be like people. Because I used to try to, 
I didn't like my personality. I didn't like the person I was. So I would try to, I would attach myself to things and people. And, and then so I, are that, you a success? No. And you, no. and you say you're not, well, what, how do you know you're not? Um, I don't try to live in that world with things and pl- places and people like I used to. And that's and so how you I, know you're not a yeah, success? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's um, my experience. So, so what now? That's my experience. Oh, okay. All right. Right here first and then there. And then I want to move on to something else. Right here first, yeah. Hello. Hey. Uh, hello. <laughs> Are you a success? Yes. And why do you say yes? Because I accomplish what I want to accomplish at my own right. Okay. So you have, when you say you accomplish, you mean like material things? Yep. Uh, and that's what made you a success? Um, it's, it's one measurement of success. And so you got everything you want and now you're a success? I, I don't really want anything i i'm just real blessed and i there's no stress i i'm free okay. uh i do anything i want go anywhere uh nice mm, i bet I, you won't go to the hood i've been in the hood yeah, i have fun I, there so what i've been there i've i've it's interesting it's uh a yeah. new experience uh <laughs> i get by there believe it or not no i believe you uh i go anywhere as nice. you know and uh, okay, I wasn't so, always, you know, have well. Actually, I had a real hard life, but I was successful there too because I feel like I survived yeah. against the odds and um, yeah. situations where you know people, you know, it wasn't designed for me to to make it. But right I, I overcame the situations and I, and I survived it and I got through it on my own do you know my own ways i mean definitely with with god with right god's on. help you know absolutely god is is the reason okay yes are you a success success is an illusion is and i say illusion? that because like some somebody somebody said uh success is having a house having two cars in the garage, having all this stuff, a great job, money. And it's all out there. It's like in the future. It's like something you attain to. Um, I would say that I'm right where I'm supposed to be in life. And And so you're not a success or you are success? I don't know how to answer that part because I think it's an illusion. It's something that's... That the mind has made so up. So you don't think it's real? Uh-uh. That's, oh, why okay. I don't, that's why you have to look in the future for it. Your look, success is something that you're looking for. That great job with money, that house, that this, that, that. But if we're supposed to be, if all we have is right now, then I figure, okay, yeah, I am a success because I'm here now. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yes, Nick. Hmm? Are you? I know. I see it all in your face. Um, okay. I'm are ready. you a success? No. And why you say no? And I don't say that in like this obs- oh, observer, uh, this ob- I'm an observer way. Like, no, I'm just a failure. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Do you want to marry a failure? <laughs> this is why I, I don't, this, these biblical questions, I'm like, great. Okay, so you want me to be honest. 
Uh, but no, I'm not. I'm a failure, and I'm not, and I, I say that in the in the sense that I'm a failure because I haven't overcome my ego, and that's like the inner part. And I know a lot of people are making the distinction, like the in, oh that that outer success is doesn't matter. It's the inner, and so that's my inner part, the success that I don't have, but it's also related to the outer. Like it feels like 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 everything is just like right there. Like like life is just right out of reach, and I'm not like doing badly. But if I could save every dollar perfectly, never miss a workout, you know what I mean? Like, I would just have that success in or outer. It would all work. And so I'm not a success. And, um, and so, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's right there. Like, it's out of reach. But And the only thing holding me back is myself. And I could, like, if, if I just wanted to, I could overcome it right now. But I'm like, I'll put it off till tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense to anyone. But, but and so and so that's... That's my answer to your question. And I realized, though, that, like, the only thing, I just said, the only thing holding back myself, actually, the only thing holding me back is, like, <laughs> these thoughts. These thoughts tricking me, going down these roads. So it's, like, but what's funny about it all is, like, I'm here standing a failure, but I don't seem to mind it. <laughs> I'm laughing. Apparently, I don't mind it. I, maybe I should mind, but that's where I'm at. Um, Duh, have you noticed a counterattack? The counterattack on? Period. Do you, do you know what a counterattack is? Uh huh. How do you define a counterattack? I, I do something and someone counters that with whatever they do back. Have you noticed a counterattack? If you're talking about society, yes. You notice counterattack? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. You, you Frankie? Yes, but the closest thing I can come to is uh, when I'm boxing, I have to be careful, keeping my guard up, because just like I'm trying to knock somebody's head off, they're going to do the same thing to me. So I have to watch their counterattack, literally. Okay. Amazing. Now everybody wonder, what is a counterattack? Have you noticed a counterattack? Yes. And, and give me that example. Um, when I first started doing the silent prayer and my thoughts were come in, uh, realizing that all these things that were going on in my head when I tried to just sit still and be quiet wasn't me. It was like when I tried to do it, it was a counterattack of Satan coming to me like, no, we're going to do this. We're going to think about all this bad stuff. We're going to do this. So. That's my example of the counterattack is the spiritual. For me, I've noticed it spiritually. Okay. How about you? Rochelle said what I was going to say. Would you marry a man that's not successful? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And admit that he's not successful. Yes. You still married? Yeah. Well, because I don't think... Are you uh, Joe Biden? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. Um, have you noticed a counterattack? Um, yeah Rochelle basically said what I would have said it's it's in the thoughts it's in being able to see them and um, let go to me that's the counterattack being able to see it and step away from it and have that and why don't you let go Um, sometimes it's it's Satan but it's it's um, to entertain the thought to like, you, you enter- like entertain them? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, I see. 
but Amazing. but um, the, so what Rochelle was saying, it's you can see the thoughts coming and you can be still, you can deflect them that way. But sometimes, you know, you entertain them nice. <laughs> as I do. Raymond, have you noticed counterattacks? Counterattacks? Yeah. Uh, okay. I may ha I may have no uh, noticed it not too long ago. Somebody actually, I may have told you this story, but somebody actually punched, uh, punched their fist inside my, uh, through my, uh, 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 through the window of my uh, apartment. And what was the counterattack? So, uh, okay. I, uh, I simply called the police. Did they show up? Yes. Oh, good. They normally don't show up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Right here, this young lady want to respond. Yeah. Have you noticed the counterattacks? In myself, definitely. Give me an example. The thoughts, um, always trying to steal my peace. Uh, just, and I, I can't think of a specific example. Um, you know, just waking up in the morning, oh, I don't want to do the silent prayer. I'm going to, you know, sleep for 30 more minutes. Or, oh, I don't want to go, you know, buy groceries even though I don't have food because, like, I don't want to deal with, like, being around people. So it's, it's just, like, constantly I feel like the thoughts, you know, are always on the attack. Yeah. Um, Thirsty, I tell you ladies to to when you say attack, just say that's not me. Yeah. Have you been doing that? Yes, I I notice it a lot more. Just you know, in the last year and doing the silent prayer, coming to church, looking at myself really. Um, so yes, I would say I've noticed it. So have you been saying that since Thursday? Same. Have you said it at all to yourself? That I've noticed the attack. No, that that's not me. Oh yeah. And what have you said it? To myself? Yes. Yeah. And what happens when you say it? Uh, it's like a reset almost of, okay, those, I, those thoughts aren't mine. It's coming from somewhere else. But it's, I don't know, it's like not confusing, but it feels confusing sometimes. Because for so long and so many years, I've believed these certain thoughts about myself or situations or experiences. Yeah. And so having to like, say, oh, that's not me, it kind of is like, oh, okay, I have to, like, redirect. Amazing. The young man in the suit, have you noticed a counterattack? <laughs> uh, yes, sir, definitely from the, from the evil one. I'm sorry? Definitely from the evil one. Give me an example. Uh, I think for... For you. For me, uh, I would say just at work, um, have a coworker who's always trying to complain about we're not getting paid enough and there's way too many problems. Just every excuse in the book to, to quit or <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> to quit or to get me onto his side that our boss shouldn't be doing this, shouldn't be doing that or whatever. And I'm looking at it like, okay, you know, we should be grateful that we are working. Um, uh, he's much older than me and uh, he should be blessed. Uh, and not only that, I think it's something about the fact that he's trying to emotionally bring me to that level. That I'm like, okay, this is, like, what are you doing here? And, you know, the counter attack to that is either ignoring him or, you know, I'll just tell him, like, hey, man, it, you know, 
let's just get to the end of the day. Like, what are you talking about? Or really just not even try to entertain what he's talking about and just change the subject. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that's something I could think of just right now. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Counterattack, like self doubt, and then, or my girlfriend, uh, like I'll be quick to be defensive or, or, or you know, argumentative. So, so like I'm just, I guess I'm just not okay with myself, and I'm sometimes, you know, in some of the situations. So then I try to overthink it, and instead of, you know, and then uh, really just you know, didn't have the discipline sometimes, don't have the discipline sometimes to let it pass, you know. Oh, okay. So that's a problem sometimes. And then it escalates and things get worse. And so, but I, you know, when we talk, try to talk it out, I feel like, well, maybe, uh, may, maybe we learn something, m- m- like more awareness or something. You know, I try oh. to look at the positives if there are any. But really, if I can just get to where, you know, I just go with it a little bit more with her, and, and, and I think it'd be easier for both of us. And we'd both adjust and, I think, be happier. If you went along with her? Uh, yeah, if instead of, you know, being um, argument disagreeable, if I just kind of just, like, went, you know, took it easy and, and just not, not grain of salt, right? It, it, maybe that's somewhere in the... In the book, Bible or something, I, I think I heard that. Just, just so more you relaxed. Are, you just argue with her. Uh, I, I guess I get uh, defensive. I mean, maybe she has some issues, but if the way I react to them, that's on me. So if I'm reactive, that then so uh, there's something argue? wrong with myself. Yeah, you argue with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stop arguing. Yep. Don't argue with the devil. Yep. Amazing. So the counterattack, as you all know by now, our battle is a spiritual battle. It's a warfare between good and evil all the time. And what I notice is that uh, Satan, which made a home in the ego, it's the ego, the mind, the imagination and all these emotions and stuff, right? It's of the devil. And so what I notice is that he doesn't want you to have a moment without him. He doesn't want you to have one second without him. And so I told the ladies on Thursday night, just when the thing come, just say, that's not me. When you feel something, or when you're thinking, say it's not me. And the reason I said do that, because what I noticed is that there's always a counterattack from the devil. He always want to fill in the blank. For example, he'll give you a thought, and then you'll feel something, and then you'll say, that's not me, and just leave it as that. Don't fill in anything. Just leave it as, that's not me. But what Satan will try to do is give you some words to fill that in, like, that's not me, that somebody else, or that's this or that's that. But if you don't fill in the blank at all, then what happened is the truth will come in. You're leaving the door open for the truth to come in, which is God, right? And love. And then the love will conquer Satan, will conquer the darkness. But if you fill in the blank, then you're just going along with the devil. And so uh, he's always trying to counterattack the truth. It's like when you read the Bible, you can be reading the Bible, 
God said to love, love God with all your heart, soul, and might, and your neighbor as yourself. And he'll, he'll fill in the blank for that, what that means, who your neighbor is, and all that. But if you just read the Bible and then fill in the blanks, then the truth will come in. And it will, it, it will set, because you're leaving that open there for the truth to come in to fight the darkness. That makes sense a little? Have you noticed that, that he's always trying to fill in the blank? Really? I'm like, wow, that's amazing that he's always trying to counterattack. It's like when you deal with physical people, right? And you're arguing with, like your girlfriend, there shouldn't be a counterattack. And when there is no counterattack, let's say your girlfriend is acting crazy, or you acting crazy, and then she argue with you about it, she shouldn't argue with you about it. Just let you be crazy. And either stand there and watch it and see how you feel about it or walk away from it free, not being moved by it at all. But if you counterattack, then you'll be in control and you would never know the truth. So you got to stop. That's what's wrong with the Bible thumpers. They read the Bible, but they're letting the devil fill in what it means. And they think that it's from God. And so all they're getting is the knowledge of. Because Satan is filling in the blanks. He won't let you just be without an answer. But that's the best place to be is without the answer so that the answer, the Holy Spirit will give you the answer. He will reveal the truth to you. But if you're not aware that the devil is revealing the truth, based on what you have already learned intellectually while growing up or heard someone say and blah, 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 then you would never be because it's been taken away from you. He's always trying to counterattack it. Isn't that amazing? He doesn't want you to leave it blank. And you, most people are not even comfortable leaving it blank because they think that they have to know. I need an answer. I need it now. I can't leave it blank. But that's your worst enemy, is to not leave it blank. It's okay to say, I don't know. You know, you can always tell, too, when somebody don't know something, they use a lot of words. The preacher will preach on and on and on until everybody gets tired of sleeping. And, but it's okay to leave it blank. You want life to be as simple as possible. Simplicity is the way to go. Satan doesn't want you, your enemy within and your enemies without, don't want you to be simple. They don't want you to have a simple life. But God's ways are easy. His burdens are light. So you got to be, this is why it's so important to really, really pay attention to self. It's not about paying attention to anyone else but self. And when you see what's going on with you, you're going to naturally see what's going on in others. But you got to pay attention to self. And as far as success, the reason I ask that because there's no such thing as success or failure. So you need to, what happens when the ego is dying, it gets rid of all the words, all ideas. Because success is an idea. And you're trying to reach this idea. And then you compare it to someone else, what they have or don't have, or how much they have. You can get all the riches in the world. And then you find out somebody else is a little richer, got a little bit more. Now you got to reach for that. And when you get it, you still see it's not success. But if you had no idea of success or failure and just live your life, it'll work. 
Because there's no pressure. There's nothing to compare it to. That makes sense? That's one thing about dying from the ego that I did not know until I, I'm all in now and I'm willing to go through it. And I'm, and I'm like, wow, it's, the mind is deeper than what we think. It's not just about going and forgive your mama and your daddy. You got to overcome all ideas, all thoughts, all everything. You got to comp- all your ideas about God because you don't know him. All your everything you've been taught about God, you need to let it go. Because it's a setup. It'd be based on what you've been taught. And some guy called the show, and he meant well. He sounded like a nice guy. And he was going on and on, and then he said something like, what do you call those three things? The Trinity. Uh, and, and praise the Lord, the Trinity, and, 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 and sweet, loving God. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. It sounds all holy and good, but it's not. What is the Trinity? And he couldn't even find it. It's not even in the Bible, but he believed in it because someone said it. And that's holding him back because you can't believe because someone said it. You must see it for yourself. That's why I said, let it, even what I speak, let it go in one ear and out the other. One. And you have the Holy Spirit to, to teach you all things. And he would teach, believe me, he will teach you all things. And then you would know that you know that you know. And so let down you don't go let, watch that counterattack from the devil. Like with your anger, like you, you don't want to be bothered with people anymore because you see it's a waste of time. But the devil tell you, oh, you hate them, you're angry, and now you doubt because you believe it. You know what I'm saying? Let it pass. Uh, I saw this hand first, and then there, and I think somebody. Else. Yes, sir. You know the counterattack. I was just thinking, uh, um, you know, the crucifixion. Uh, you know, Christ, his passion. That's, uh, I'm kind of thinking that that's one of the reasons uh, Satan was, uh, he riled up the people to uh, spit and beat Christ and then put, put Christ on the cross to get Christ to react, to, uh, to get him to not do his father's will. And, and so that's why he was so brutally tortured is to try to get Christ to react because Christ had the power, he could have called, you know, thousands of angels to defend himself. But he allowed the Father's will to be done. And, and that's kind of an example that came up in my mind. Uh, that is true. From what I know, Christ never attacked his enemy. He never got when angry. He, when they went at him, he just went through what he had to go through. He didn't go like, oh, this, why they don't like me? Why are they talking about me? Why are they doing this and doing that? He went through it, and he went through it so that we could go through it too. We got to go through it, whatever we got to go through, without a complaint. Matter without of fact, a, a murmur about it. Just don't, because any complaint is like putting up a counterattack. It, it's like you know, this is too hard. But you can't put up a counterattack if you want to be free, and it it will destroy the ego. Because you have all kind of self-images about yourself that's been given to you by the devil. You think that they're your own, and you work to protect the image. But you got to be like Christ, have no image. No image of self at all, no idea. Whatever, as he, Francisco was saying, whatever the Father's will is, let it be done. Whatever your will. He even asked the Father to forgive him 
that they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. They weren't aware. So he had Look, compassion. I want to kill and, your enemy, not forgive him. Yeah, he had compassion and love, literal yeah. love for them while they were torturing him. When I asked about the counterattack, why, why did you think of it as a physical first? I thought about it, and this is what changed my mind when I thought about the Christ. I was thinking about that, you know, uh, how did he handle it? And he, you know, during his passion, he always had yeah. love, and how is that truth? Perfect love cast out fear. And I noticed when I asked the biblical questions, the first thing that come to most people is physical answers. They used to, but I understand why that is because you're not, you're growing. I do understand that. But everything starts with you and ends with you. It's spiritual. I will battle every human being until they're born of God and overcome that nature is we are like um, possessed with spirits. The spirit of the devil made a home in our imagination and in our emotions. It's the devil. We're possessed. Every human being is possessed. That's why God said we all must be born again. You gotta, it's of the heart first. Salvation is of the heart because you need the love of God to deal with the imagination. You see how the imagination is. Somebody said it's hard. It's hard because we have identified with it for so long until we have been convinced that it's us. When someone attack you, they are not attacking you. They're attacking the not you. But because you have identified with the not you, you overreact thinking that they are hurting you. You know what I'm saying? And they are not hurting you at all. You have never done anything wrong. You have never uh, been guilty of anything. It's the not you that's guilty. It's the nature of the devil. But you think that is you. Isn't that amazing? The old the lady at the, at the supermarket look at you wrong. Are you ready to fight her? Why is she looking at me like that? She's not looking at you. She's looking at the not you. But you feel like it's you. Okay, right there. And then, that's like, okay. I was going to say that until I started doing the silent prayer, I didn't realize how much time, how, well, not that I want to put importance on time, but wasted a lot of years doing the drama and doing the, the counterattack. Yes. And thinking that that was real and that that was life and living, eating, breathing, building relationships on it. What yes. a waste. What, what a waste. A waste. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. It was a waste. <laughs> it was a waste. Yeah. And I'm glad I, I know that now because I don't even know what I would do if I didn't. And now seeing it, it makes me laugh, kind of. Like, yes. what a joke. I thought I was an intelligent person. All I was right. so dumb. <laughs> we all been, we all. Stupid. I was sucked in by a lot of stuff. And yeah. um, seeing it through my eyes today is just, it's embarrassing to myself, you know, I and know you within mean. myself. I can't believe how stupid we've been. Yeah. This yeah. Is Even when I think about my husbands that have passed on Rest Their Soul, um, even building those relationships, I think, what a joke. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved them for who they were, but really, there was no love. Right. You know, I really, I mean, it's just, it was a big 
time waster. <laughs> years and years. <laughs> I know, huh? Yep. And the sad thing about that, nobody told you growing up. No you know, one. Your parents didn't you, tell they you. They took us to church, to a you know Catholicism every week. You know, they took us. We were miserable. They dragged us. They brought us home. They argued. I mean, it was just yeah. the same <laughs> ritual every week. Yeah. And it still is. Yeah. Um, and it's um, unfortunate because you can't tell somebody, especially elders, that it's a waste of time because you just, you know, what they do at their time is them. It has no effect on me. But yes. Looking at it, it's like looking at a movie and going, "Oh, this is, I got to change this channel." <laughs> Absolutely, so, oh, amazing. Yeah. What a way! That's what I've been telling you. If y'all really knew how dumb you are, <laughs> you, you want to slap yourself. Yeah. It, 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 human beings are dumb, really dumb. Years right here. <laughs> So similar to what she said, like before, I used to completely live in my imagination. Like looking back now, I'm like, I was an expert in the imagination. (laughs) But um, then the silent prayer, the silent prayer is so important. It's so like, I just want to keep saying over and over, like how deep the silent prayer is, because that's when I started to realize, like I said, I struggled in the beginning with the silent prayer because all these thoughts would come. Thoughts that were like bad, negative things that happened or that I did even when I was 10 years old. And then I would just like sit through it and sit through it. And that's when I started to see that this isn't me because why would I torture myself with these thoughts and I'm trying to connect to God? And so when I sat through it, that's when... And I kept going through it and kept going through it. And I realized, like, okay, this isn't me. So whatever thoughts are going to come, I'm just going to dismiss it and understand that it's not me. And the light started to come in. And as the, the more the light started to come in, the more I've started to see that I see more with spiritual eyes. I'm less and less emotional. And like somebody said, it seems like when you're not emotional about something, like people think that it's cold or it seems like it's cold, but it's not cold. It's actually, like you said, it's actually love. It's like, it is. whatever. It's the devil don't know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I wish that, I wish that there, there could be a commercial, like for the silent prayer, like, you know how there's commercials for medicine and uh, a commercial, like, do you have anger? Are you depressed? Try the silent prayer. <laughs> Designed nice. by God. Like, I wish we could have that. Nice. Amazing <laughs> idea. Uh, so what? I said I pitched that at a meeting once. Yeah. Dale had his hand. I just wanted to give the young lady some, something that I kind of saw. Um, she mentioned that when she does, she doesn't do the silent prayer morning and night because, for whatever reason, but part of what she said was she pushes the thoughts out of her mind or blocks them or something. But I don't know that you should be trying to get away from yeah. the thought. You should be watching that thought cross your mindset. Right. Because what if you, because you push, you getting rid of that thought is still you trying to control something. So and it's spiritual. You can't control it. He's right about that. You cannot, you got to let go. Let go and let God, as the saying go. You can't control anything. And the ego doesn't want you to know you can't control anything. Because most people want to feel like they are in control. 
and you're not. And the emotion thing, we look at the world today, they are like, they push emotions. They, I mean, it's like a religion. Even if, you, if they caught a criminal, somebody that committed a crime, right, and they investigate the person, and the person is not emotional about it, and, and, uh, and they'll say, oh, he's, he's guilty because he's not, he's not showing any emotion. Let's say the person didn't commit the crime, right, and mama got killed. But he's not crying. He's not carrying on about it. The police will think that the person is guilty because they're not crying over mama. They're not showing any emotions. You can fake emotions and fool the police. Isn't that amazing? Emotions are not good. Emotions are evil. God is a dispassionate God. Satan is an emotional fake God. Emotions are not good. You make the wrong decision with emotions. Really, you, you can't even make the right decision when you're emotional. But when you become logical and you just do what's in front of you to do, then you'll be fine. You can't go wrong. And I don't care what happened 800 years ago, it was not you. There's no reason to be feeling guilty about it or let anyone use it against you. It was not you. It was not you that's doing that. Not, it wasn't you. So let all the guilt go and just live your life. God is not judging you. Once you forgive your parents, you've got to forgive your mama. The hardest thing in the world for a human being to do is to forgive mama. Because the, oh, I got to respond to something I just remember. Because the devil tell you, oh, that's your mama. Your mama worked so hard for you. Your mama washed dishes. And she was supposed to do that. She wasn't doing you a favor, even though she tried to make you think she did you a favor. Your dad is no good. I was there for you. She wasn't there for you. She was there for herself to feel good. Oh, I feel so good. I take care of my baby. And now my baby owes me. And she said, when you grow up, she, she'll follow you to West Hell. Mama, you can't go with me. I'll be your mama. She want to be your wife. <laughs> she would turn you into her boyfriend before she let you go. And then if you haven't forgiven her, you will become her husband. Because you don't have the love to say, no, mama, back down. Back down, mama. <laughs> I ain't your husband. But anyway, the time is running. Where, where am I? I think I saw here first and then here. I just, you just missed your time. I want to talk about, I had a dream one time. Yeah. Well, in the, in the dream, like, everything was nuked, and, I, and everything went white, and then I thought I saw God. Oh, God. In the dream. But then later on. It was white? No, God, God isn't any if color. If it had gone black, would you have thought you saw God? But I saw the same thing in my in real life that I saw in the dream. What was it? It was just, like, the, the best description was just a big, giant, mechanical thing. Like in in oh. front of me, it was like all, like too big to go fit through the window or the door, but it was in front of me for a few seconds, and it was that's what I saw in my dream, and that's oh. what I saw in real life. Was that before you hit the joint or after? <laughs> Wait, what? That was before the. No, I don't do do that. I was uh -oh. I was not on any drugs. Nice, good man. Thank you. 
Well, yes, has anyone else seen God? Um, I was just curious because right. no, I don't nobody. think anybody here has seen him yet. Okay. So I had a question when you talk about the counterattack, and my first thought was physical, right? And I have a question about it. How is it that in speaking for myself? Let's say I have a bad night's sleep, or if I only sleep maybe a few hours, and I wake up and physically I'm exhausted. I find it challenging to go through the silent prayer because I'm just going to end up falling asleep and then like miss out on whatever I'm supposed to be productive that day. So how do you overcome the thoughts in that moment when you wake up or you don't, you have a bad night's sleep or an emergency happens or, you know, your kids are keeping you up at night, whatever the reason is that you have a bad night's sleep, how do you overcome that? Don't make sleep that important to you. Don't let it be that important. Don't make anything a big deal and you'll see how to deal with all things. It'll be easier. But if, if you let the devil tell you, oh, you was up all night, you didn't rest well, you got to get some sleep, then that's where your focus will be. But if you just do what's in front of you, then don't make anything that important. Sleep wouldn't be that important either. And you most likely you will sleep better when it's not that important. So... I was surprised, and the reason I know that because when I do those meetings, the latest form and the men's form, I get to bed late, so I'm thinking the next morning I'm going to be really tired, but I have more energy because I just do my prayer, go to bed, and whatever happens, and, and the inner clock wake me up on time and, at 3 and at three. Yeah, 3 in the morning. And, uh, because, but if I made it a big deal, it will be harder to get up, Harder to come and do my show. And then through the, later through the day, you can take a little nap. You'll get a time. And a little 10 minute nap is better than an hour. So, but don't make it a big deal. And that's what I wanted to say is that the reason that we don't get things done is because, oh, the re, like the prayer thing. The reason you're not doing the prayer, you're letting the devil talk to you out of the prayer. And you think that is you making up the excuses. It's like, Sometimes when you go, want to go work out, the devil tell you, oh, not right now. It's too hot outside. Oh, it's too, it, you don't have enough time. And you want to go, and then you try to talk yourself back into going. And then the devil tell you, oh, not right, you know, you can't work out for an hour. And he'll talk you out of it, and then you'll take credit thinking you talk yourself out of it. But he taught you how to. But if you didn't listen to that, the counterattack again, you just get up and do what you got to do. You'd be surprised how much you get done and still have a lot of time left. But if you notice, he tried to, he has something to say about everything that you want to do. You could want to eat a cupcake, and he'll argue with you about that. <laughs> well, you don't have any coffee with it. Well, one is not enough, or one is too much, eat half of it. And then you eat the half, and then you say, take a little bite off the, the other half. And you're like, no. <laughs> you're like, no, 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 devil, I ain't taking no bite off it. And then he won't let you walk away from it until you take a bite out of it. And then he says, oh, you're going to get fat now. <laughs> you, you need to go to the gym. Have y'all noticed that? 
he, he could be that counterattack. He doesn't want any space in there for the truth to come in at all. And if you leave it blank, the truth will come in and make you free. And it, it, you will know that you know that you know. That makes sense a little bit? Yes. All right. Yes, sir. You know, it reminds me of the story of Christ. Uh, Long story short, because we're out of time. He was being tortured, and even in his mind, Satan was poisoning his mind. And he, he said to the Father, if it's possible, can you let this cup pass before me as if... Is there any other way I can go through this without going through the crucifixion and the torture and all that? And because he knew his purpose, he knew where he was, where he was there. Yet it came to that point, Satan tormented in his mind and in his body. He asked the Lord, to, he asked God to let this pass. So um, it's kind of an example of okay. you know your mind. Was this, was this helpful today? It was helpful. This is your first time here? Oh, what's your name and how did you hear about us? Uh, Brent, I met you oh, in Florida. I met you in Florida oh, okay. at uh, AFPAC 3. Nice. Yes, sir. Um, and any, Nick. Any questions about what you heard today? Uh, right off the top of my head. I wanted to maybe um, hear your thoughts on, not as like an aha moment, but to justify, I guess, emotions we were talking about maybe 15 minutes ago, so it's not exactly fresh. When uh, Jesus had made a whip, and he went to where everyone was uh, setting up shops around the temple, and he was flipping tables and cracking the whip on them, would you consider that anger, or would you consider that more discipline? How would you, you know? It was discernment. And what you're going to find, once you completely overcome the spirit of anger, you have discernment. And you can get things done like that without being mad about it. Because anger is a, is is a hatred, hatred is of the devil. That's his nature, right? Mm. And Christ didn't have the devil's nature; he had God's nature, mm. and his nature is discernment. That's why he wants his children to discern, overcome evil with good, meaning see it injustice, but don't hate it. Then you can deal with it. Mm. You can deal with it. Yeah. Uh, discernment is greater than anger. It, it, some people call it a weakness, but it's really your strength. Mm. It's to get over the anger. I would agree. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Um, you have to make, in closing, you have to make up your mind that you're all in. And, and all in mean that you're letting go and letting life happen without having any decisions about life. Because any decision is coming from the imagination, which is of the devil. You have to let it all in, uh, be all in. It has to be personal to you to get on that straight and narrow path, become your own man, become your own woman, and just live your life. Because as long as you try to be like the crowd or try to remember and all this kind of stuff, life's going to be difficult for you because you're wishing for the devil. You worship the devil. You're not of God. So you got to be all in or not. You can't be lukewarm. 99 and a half won't do. You got to do 100. And then you have to be willing to see it all the way through. And don't have any idea what the end is because all ideas come from the devil, not from you. We are either controlled by the spirit of God or by the spirit of the devil. There is no us.
We're not making any decisions or anything. So don't have any idea what always what at the end. Just be willing to endure to the end. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You got to get on that straight and narrow path and stay there, stay there. And don't worry, all ideas will be taken away from you. That's what the ego is dying from, ideas and plans and what you've learned and what you thought was right and what you thought, all emotions, jealousy, envy and strife and, and revenge and fake associations and fake love. All that will be taken away from you. But you got to be willing to endure it. All right? If you weren't identified with it, you can overcome it just like that. But I heard someone say, if I let go of this, uh, what would I be? Yeah. You know? It feels like you got to be something. Yeah, nothing. But it feels like something. It, I was singing a song yesterday. Every... Everything I What was that song? Everything that made me feel alive. What? Oh, everything that kills me made me feel alive. So people think anger and overreaction and fear and worry and all that, that make them feel alive and jealousy and strife and trying to hurt your fellow man. It, it give you a, a false sense of life. So if you don't have all that, what will I be, right? This stuff, everything that kills you is not making you alive, it's killing you. Worried about the boss, God, I gotta figure out why this boss left. Let me add up the age and how much money they made. <laughs> and while you're doing that, you're feeling alive. I got to know, I just got to know, but you're really dying. It doesn't matter, the boss gone, bye boss. It's all about us. We got to keep our eyes on ourselves. Every human being, in order to live, you must die. The ego must die. So get on that straight and narrow, stay with the prayer, and watch the thoughts. Watch the thoughts. All thoughts, and the thoughts run deep. And, they, and the emotions come with the thought. You cannot have the emotion unless you have the thoughts. If you don't have the thoughts, you won't have the emotions. You won't have that up and down feeling. All right? All right. Um, stay with the prayer. Get on that street and narrow. Stay there. Become your own man, your own woman. Be an individual. Now, you can't make yourself be that. Just stay on the path and it will happen for you, all right? Thank you for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Uh, thank you for your support as well. We need counseling. We have the best counseling service. Uh, I don't know if hate could be back tomorrow with the hate report, but uh, you can watch this podcast. He's doing much, much better, though. Uh, some of you know hate had surgery, so you'll uh, be back. Thank you all, and thank you all for, for coming. A nice fellowship today. Nice. Oh, I forgot to mention.